Hello, it's the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine. Um, I realized recently that um, the 538 Podcast uses almost the exact same... Hello, it's the 538, you know, whatever podcast. I'm Galen Druk, this, whatever. So, I, What I, is the 538 it's Podcast? A, it's a politics podcast. Oh, okay. I've been doing a lot of that. Um, okay. So, uh, I so should, how are you going to change it up then? I don't know. I don't. I, it feels really natural to okay. me. Can I, can I try it? You want to do it? Do you want to throw it? Okay, All right, here go. we go. Ready? Bienvenidos al 551 Podcast. <laughs> oh, and Eric, be like, no! Eric Silverbrenner is going to be so mad that he has to wake up early all the time. We're, I know, we're right? just, right. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're this 551 Podcast. Um, <laughs> Uh, Rod, uh, Rodrigo uh, Buzquil Benega is is oh. Barriga? Barriga. Barriga. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus. Dude, I'm... he did it again today too. Oh. You should just get a new family. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, I might have to look into that. Like today was like, hey Santi, and he goes, hey lazy bumper Buzquil Barriga, and I was like, wow, really? And he goes, yep, and then he just walked away. Go play Legos, kid. Anyway, uh, Mark Fangmeyer, uh, your kids are too young to roast you. Yeah. So thankfully, the three and a half month old yeah. is not doing it yet. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it'll happen soon enough. Um, welcome, uh, th- thank you guys for for being here. We are going to talk Minnesota United wins three to one at Portland. Um, pretty big game. Pretty um, first time either team in MLS has won away from home. Against the other team, it's just right. been. Also, uh, I think it's choice. the first time that Portland has ever lost their home, home opener. opener. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fortress that uh, that that Providence Park. Um, and so we've got other like little things, but obviously the only thing we really care about, we just do the other stuff to like pretend we care about soccer and not just Minnesota United FC. Um, do you want me to go to the news here? I'll just I'll do this first. Bayern six, Hoffenheim zero. Huh? It was a like a, a, a Bundesliga destruction, but the the story of it, why it was interesting. Is this when they played hacky sack? Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, <laughs> so the Hoffenheim owner is this billionaire, and he's one of these types of guys who like, um, you know, it's a familiar story in England or anywhere else, which is you know, billionaire buys his local club, brings it up from the fifth tier, um. You know, but it kind of skirts the existing uh, fan-owned rules, so everyone in Bundesliga hates them. And they um, they had uh, signs up and protests that were kind of calling him a son of a whore, and some that had like his head in crosshairs, which I think are probably is probably a little too far for my taste. Um, but uh, you know, these protests ha- happening all over, and during the game, then. Uh, uh, the the league the the refs stopped the game. Uh, they go out the 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 uh, Bayern fans try to pl- or players try to plead with the fans to to stop. Then the game gets restarted, and then the last thirteen minutes, both teams agreed to just uh, not play. Um, it's amazing to see uh. Bundesliga players and the teams and everyone rally around something when it's not racism, when it's just protecting a billionaire's feelings. It's yeah. Also on the topic of fa- of supporter signs, did you see the one that was uh, at uh, the New England Rev supporters had against Montreal? It was oh. in French and it just said your maple syrup is weak. Oh, I thought that was in <laughs> Montreal. That's great. Your maple syrup is weak. Yeah, 
I, I assumed that was the Montreal fans doing it to the New England fans. Excellent work, uh, New England. Top bands. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then, um, anyway, if people want the, the athletics, um, Raphael Honigstein had a really good article, um, kind of laying out the, the story of, of why that was a big protest and the protests that have followed and the league pushing back and yeah, anyway, um, we don't have, Corey was going to, he's a, he's a late scratch, um, probably he's like recording something right now at, at NPR Politics. or like, he's doing a five, he's probably hanging out at the river center for the. Sanders oh yeah, rally he's, right he's now. like he's probably like got a microphone uh-huh. or he's, he's he's in charge of miking uh, Nathaniel Rateliff in the next yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, right. um, Watford three, Liverpool zero. Let's just make fun of Liverpool because they ain't no Liverpool fans here. I didn't see this game. I was, uh, it was my morning off. Yeah, soccer. Watford looked good and Liverpool looked bad for like the first time in like over a year. They've looked bad a lot this year, but then like suddenly they magically do like the. Uh, uh, I didn't tell you something. I'm not left-handed, and then they like suddenly beat the team. <laughs> and this they just time, ran out of the fairy dust. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's bound to happen. Arsenal biggest winners were Arsenal fans who they can't get a win in real life. So at least they've got their. And I'm just glad that like 15 year old, 20 year old, their first loss came to a team that's like 19th on the table right now, yeah. which is like Man City or something yep. like that. Right. Yep. Just shows that every once in a while, there's... Yeah. That happens. And plus, Elton John must have been so freaking excited. Oh, yeah. His boner was playing the piano. Um, uh, Let's talk MLS. Um, I don't know if you guys have any big surprises or games that you were really interested in. I mean, How many games did you watch? Did you watch any? I didn't watch that much because, like, afternoons for me, I'm there at the bar, like, one weekend morning. Right. And then, like, when I get home, I need to, like, especially because Sunday I was at the bar all day. Um, I was, uh, uh, so I like afternoons are like when I need to like actually see family and pretend to be a father. So I, I did some, I watched a little bit of a few games. Um, I tried to watch Houston versus whatever the team they played, um, LA mm-hmm. um, the galaxy, right? Chicharito no, galaxy. I got there, uh, early t- to, at the bar to watch LAFC versus, um, inter, but then it got busier earlier than I thought. So I was bussing and making food. So I, I didn't watch that much, I've, but I've, Caught lots of it. You you tell me what, what... We'll get to the Joseph thing. So other than Joseph, what was your biggest interesting thing this weekend? Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I wrote down, possible, I'll lead you. Miguel starts for Seattle Sounders. Colorado beat DC United on the road. Orlando and RSL was a total waste of 90 minutes. That was one of the most predictable Yeah, the things. DC match was... That was actually a fun one to watch. I was really surprised by Colorado. Uh their goals weren't, I don't know. It, it more looked like DC capitulated more than Colorado did anything like. Yeah, it, to it just looked the like win. after the 60th minute, everybody was like, DC was like, okay, we're done. We can't do much. And that's when they started making substitution. It was 1 1 at that point. Right. And then, you know, last 10, 15 minutes, Colorado just pushed it up. Though I must say, fellow ex loon, Sam's hair looks. Sam Nicholson? Yeah, pretty good. good. Yeah, he's got good bouncy hair. I mean, he was actually doing pretty much damage on that side. So, so it was a Edison Flores had a, a, I think he had an okay game. He had a. Be nice if he stayed on sides. What? Be nice if he could stay on sides. Whenever he scores, he's always on sides. So it's just the ref. (laughs) It's magic. It's just the ref. The ref just had a bad angle on it, probably. Speaking of bad angle, how about that uh, that goalie uh, hand? Was that the Nashville game? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. 
um, yeah. Atlanta Nashville. It was yeah. uh, Angry Joe Willis. They, um, he, he's what forty yards out of his goal. Um, it's the fourth minute of stoppage time, uh, and who I forget which Atlanta player just like kicks it long, and Joe Willis is so far out that he just jumps gra- up, jumps up and knocks it away. Right. He, he like didn't get a, a red card. Which how is that? How is that not a red card? Uh, I think this is a debatable thing. I think a lot of people were, were trying to figure out what well, was it because. You know. uh, Howard Webb did give like a an explanation of why the dog so rule is like, well, it's a denial of a goal scoring opportunity, but there's also denial of the opportunity to be in a goal scoring situation. I, I didn't find it believable, but I, I don't know. It it I mean, it seems very clear that it was a blatant bleach, breach of the rules in order to prevent a goal. <laughs> like, I don't. I mean, that referee yeah. wasn't. To, to be honest, in that whole game, he wasn't calling a lot of, 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 of things that were correct anyways. So. And plus, it looked like, you know, I don't know. But that was one of those things where I was like, that should be a red. And that's a yellow. And and then you okay. had uh, Maxime Cheneau, you know, like two minutes into the uh, NYCFC Columbus Mac. Yeah, get the red. Just yeah. brush up against the guy's ankle uh, in, a, in a similar play, spot on the pitch. And so it was a denial of a goal scoring opportunity and uh and so NYCFC uh play, you know, eighty nine minutes without uh with, with ten men. Yeah, that so, killed my fantasy game. Oh yeah, really care about that. Um, <laughs> um uh I I'm I'll say I did not get to Chicago versus um Seattle, which was that literally was a fun game. That was my, a fun game. To my watch. World Cup. That was like right in the sweet spot of like, okay, I actually have to be a real spouse and parent here so i didn't get to watch any of it tell me tell me give me the 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 news well currently miguel abara leads the league in shots Mm. with six none of them went on i only saw the one he should have and it was um at least three right it was he 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 had there there were two sitters that he just should have put in for sure and there was one that like the very first one kind of came up high hit him in the chest and he was trying to like put it in so like yeah, but he had like some really good opportunities, and they just did not. He looked okay. he looked like a member of uh, Minnesota United in the fall of last year, yeah. who could not finish. The thing too is that he was playing, um, you know, like in a position that he hasn't played in a long, long time, which is being up top. In a sense of like, uh, describe that to me. So they have they had Rui Diaz, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and then what, what was he was being, on the left. He was on okay. the left, but he kept always cutting in and yeah. like kind so of. So he just, was like going like the, uh, going under Rui Diaz in a sense, like. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you're talking my my, my sexy talk here. Yeah, no, you're, that's you're what I was saying. The, I was like, he was he was he was yeah. he would no. There were times and people would tell got angry at me when I said you know that he's played up too much because. People are like, well, he never gets to play offensive. I was like, no, I get that, right? He, he's in a position where he gets to be offensive. But, you know, what he was doing is he was pushing almost to at the same level as Rui Diaz was. So the left, like, at times would leave, like, a big old gap on the six. So when mm. – a, a big old gap. And so when the left back or the right back would be dribbling up, there was no one to connect that pass to. Yeah. And then he started realizing that, and she started coming back and then connecting passes and trying to do that. But he had—I don't know—he, he, I don't need someone needs to look at his map. But he had a good, um, a good, you know, 78, 70 minutes that he was playing. Seventy. Yeah. Then Harry Chip came on for him, and I will say that I am absolutely petty enough to say that I was very happy that Harry Chip was not the one who scored the goal. But um, I think so too. Is just that. Um, 
And we were watching, I was in Rochester, so we were watching this through the ESPN uh, Deportes. And they were making me mad because all they kept on saying about Miguel is like all the opportunities that he's missed. And I was like, don't you all do your research? Like, this last man, this 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 last time this man played an offensive position in that situation was like back in the NASL. No, 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 no. No, there were there were two distinct parts. One was uh, when Kevin Molino went out, and the team was like, "Oh, I guess we have to play this guy who we hate." Um, and then he like was great. And then the other was when when Darwin first came, Miguel was pushing up there, and Miguel um, he even talked about this. He said like Darwin was like, no man, you gotta you gotta push, you gotta you gotta shoot, you gotta do this stuff. And so he started to you could see it. There was there was like a period of five games where Miguel was taking shots and he was just like and was like, Oh man, that guy's like he's like really feeling this confidence and he started scoring. And uh yeah, anyway, we know the end of that story. Yeah, um, and I and I just Dumbledore think Dumbledore dies. I just think that it was it was it was good to see him out in a in a position to be yeah. able to create plays. And hopefully Seattle keeps on doing that when they don't have, you know, man of the match, Jordan Morris, come out yeah. and, and just ho- kills And him. hopefully Miguel, like, gets that first one and then feels the confidence. That's the, all, always been his game. But um, uh, uh, Joseph Martinez tore his ACL. That was painful to watch. Out for and the, the year. And the fact that, like, he tried to come back in afterwards. Like, he, he went off the field and then came back in, tried to run around some more, and then they finally took him out. Oh, which is Damn. crazy to me. Well, yeah, I mean, when if you see the replay, like it looked like he really did something to his knee, right? And then he came back out, and I figured they, you know, they should really try to try to examine him. And apparently, either either it was adrenaline or they didn't really do a good job. But to send him back out there, and he played literally an extra three or four minutes on a torn ACL. Uh-huh. Um, they uh, they now have just Adam John. Uh, as their backup, which I think is like a crime. I know that Joseph Martinez is eighty percent of your team, but to have like a D plus level striker as your only backup, and not even like a young up and comer, like you know, you've got Mason Toy and he's untested, but to get his, it's just like criminal. They are going to saw MLS. Uh, uh, the the realtors at MLS were. Um, uh, saying that oh Mason Toy, but it's like why would Minnesota send their up and coming guy when they need him in? And Charlie Davies was like, well, they're using Schoenfeld instead of Toy, and it's like, well, yeah, because you have to waste time. Toy's gonna, yeah, and and like <laughs> it's like you got three strikers, you're gonna use them in a squad. And uh, anyway, I I don't I I disagree with much of what they said about it. No, I disagree um, too. I just think that you know, there's 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 other opportunities out there for them. But it, it, no, I agree. I think it's just crazy that you would start a season with only like one backup forward. Yeah, and they'll now have a chance to get someone on loan. You know, they can. Or the best theory I saw on Twitter today, as everyone was speculating, was us. Was it Solomon? Ra- Rondon, yeah, the other Venezuelan, yeah, who need like apparently he's not getting any playing time now, and he needs some playing time before whatever I don't even know what term is coming up for Venezuela. Um, is that Gold Cup. Where, where is know. he playing at? I have no idea. Let me see. Because he used to play for Newcastle, so yeah. Um, I mean, I assume it's for the Olympics. Just kidding. Um, I, I mean, they're they're Chinese Super League. Oh, I mean, there are guys out there. They can find something to cobble it together, and you just need. 
someone okay, and then you need the rest of the team to actually right. like, I mean, not if, rely on a 70-goal Well, especially when you, when you have again. Pity and Barco feeding the balls, I mean, a, a TAM player or less will work still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Angelo we'll Rodriguez might be. Uh-huh. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, all right. So any other MLS notes? Um, Vela had a really nice chip Ooh, for the... Sexy. The only goal of the yeah, game. I thought that game would be more exciting. But yeah, it, was, it really it was wasn't. Um, uh, I will say this week uh, happening, we've got FA Cup uh, action. So we're opening up Tuesday, Wednesday, I believe Thursday, but uh, check Twitter. Um, uh, for um, FA Cup, uh, we'll open up at 145, and then U.S. women play on Thursday and Sunday. Um, is, this, uh, is that U20 for the CONCACAF championship, or is that the... It's the she believes cup. Uh, I don't know what it is. I just look cup. at Fat Mob and it tells me what I need to write on my board and it tells me what channel to put things on. Man, okay, that works. I don't that works. follow That's soccer. Right. Um, and then uh, Saturday morning, eight thirty, open for Bundesliga. Um, if you're a Hertha fan, come out there. There's um, there's a guy Seth who now I've talked to a bunch with. Um, he's he's a Hertha fan and he he shows up and uh, and. He's all alone, so I try to keep him company while while Herta are bad. But this week they were bad. They went down three nothing and they came back and it was three three. So Zeller and I kept him company while we cheered for it. Have we have we reached part of the of that point in the podcast where you give us an FC St. Pauli update? If there's one, do you want to know? Sure, they won three to one this last weekend. They are now in tenth place. I know you were killing for that. Um, and then uh, uh, yeah, that's it. So just um, Saturday, you can come and just like stay there all day um, and never leave. Because um, we've got PBR hard coffee. Have you had this yet? I, I've seen it in the liquor store, but I have not picked it up. Wait, what is this? So PBR is making hard coffee. It's like basically like a... Like espresso alco- shots? Alcoholic frappuccino in a can, you know, type thing, but okay. like not as sweet. So we do that and then we top it off with um, a stout. So right now it's Bent Paddles Black Ale. And um, and it the problem is in a sixteen ounce it's so it's twelve ounces of hard coffee, four ounces of stout. It probably should be more like six ounces of stout. So we basically just do a a stout, uh, you know, extra so you can pour extra as you drink more because it's just a little too sweet for me, but it is kind of awesome. That sounds delicious. It is. It's like milk. It's it basically like alcoholic milkshake or uh, chocolate milk. Ah, so there you go. But it's only five percent, so you're not. Um, so that, that 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 that's it. All right, let's uh, let me do this. This week, the podcast is brought to you by Pence Homes, who I guess I should be clear will help you buy or sell a house, even if you don't live in Midway. You um, don't say, because uh, <laughs> Nate Pence recently helped a a fellow Red Loon, David, buy a house in Midway, just like literally three blocks from the bar, which is very convenient or bad for David. Um, and I think that um, because I talked to him, Nate Pence up so much, uh, and I'm like an annoying booster about Midway, he assumed Nate was like a fellow neighbor. So like, no, Nate is a, a friend and neighbor to all twin citizens alike. Um, he even sells and buys homes in the suburbs. Hmm. So there you go. So anyway, so so much so that he's agreed to Rickshaw or Pedal Pub, the winner of Penn's Home Soccer Extravaganza to a soccer game at the big stadium in St. Paul. And that winner is... You ready for this, guys? Oh. oh wait, 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 wait. Let's get a rumble. 
I don't know. I'm I'm gonna butcher the name. Emanata Conte. So um, they'll get wow. a like a, a email from him anyway. But uh, the entire uh, oh yeah, and so anyway, congratulations on winning and everyone for calling. Apparently that was actually Nate's cell phone. I made a joke about it being his phone, and then and then I saw him, and he's like, "Yeah, it is my phone number." I'm really dumb. Like, yeah, you are. What are you talking about, dude? Get an office phone. What Get you a Google doing? number. So Jeez. yeah, so so sell your home so that uh, Nate Pence and Pence Homes can uh, can afford an awesome office uh, phone number. They do have one, but. Um, what am I doing? Oh, yeah. So the entire economy is driving into a fiery hellscape because the United States president doesn't accept science and believes that you can get rid of an entire team that prepares our country for pandemics and then be ready when a pandemic strike strikes. And the shocking result of this and many other decisions will now drive interest rates into the gutter. So you may want to consider buying a house and taking advantage. <laughs> oh, I love how you brought that one back. <laughs> taking advantage of those killer rates. That is killer rates. Ooh, I like that. I, uh, I don't run the uh, run the ads by Nate before I do them. So uh, anyway, <laughs> let's take a break. Uh, let's come back and we'll talk Minnesota United. <laughs> All right, we're back on the 55-1 podcast, and it is Minnesota United time. Um, let's start with this. Uh, was our offense actually any good, or was Portland's defense just bad? No middle ground answers. Pick one and defend it. Mark, I'll go to you. Bad. Two of those goals should not have been goals if they were properly defended. Yeah, Portland was bad. Uh, Rodrigo, do you want to go? I think... And those and those two, the two of those goals were like their um, their fullbacks were pressing up way too high, and so that just left two center backs in there. So yeah, I think in those plays, bad. their defense were playing. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Um, I'll say actually good, and I'll start us off with this just because um, yes, they were bad, but um, uh, one of the things that um, Minnesota did was um, frustrate uh, Portland enough that. Uh, Portland was moving forward. Why they felt like they needed to chase more than one one, I, I wasn't sure. But Portland wanted to to really make a statement, so they were attacking. And then you know, uh, yes, every you know every every goal, you know, most almost every goal comes out of you making the other team be bad. Right, defenses uh, don't look good that give yeah. a bunch of goals. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Um, and so uh, yeah, but um. We won three to one, and I would say, like at halftime, none of us would have predicted that, and none of oh. us would have. I mean, all of us would have taken a one-one draw at halftime. Oh, we were like, right? so lucky to get uh, to halftime at zero-zero. Like they just looked, especially like the first twenty minutes, just sloppy. Like all like people that you wouldn't expect. Like Metnair had some just terrible passes that just like like he'd be coming like up the sideline and go for like a pass to like, you know, our right winger and we just go straight to the other team, just come right back. And it's like, even Amaria had like, he, we had like a great, uh, takeaway like midfield. He had it, did a pass back and it went to nobody. And then all of a sudden Portland was on the break again, going the other way. It's yeah. like, so they just looked sloppy well, for the first 20 minutes. And Portland like distinctively in the first 20 minutes or first half distinctively targeted Metonier and were attacking that and had, success they they had two good chances and um the 10th minute or something like that right you you've got your your like 
night journal there that you're keeping notes. In I have now. ninth minute yeah, was ninth, when Metner had a terrible giveaway. So in, in that, and then when Tyler Miller uh, um, should have given up a PK, I think he was very lucky to uh, not have that uh, that VAR realize that it should be a PK. Yeah, but uh, and that, don't want to get ahead to the second half when it was actually a good match, but. Even that was a really soft PK too. That we, but we'll get, yeah. we can get into that too. Yeah. But um, that first half was horrible. Yeah, and and part of me was because uh, people, you know, the bar was uh, very busy for this. So thank you everyone for coming out. But like, it's great like listening to people, especially because I was I was standing with Corey, but um didn't know most of the people nearby, and so you know getting their kind of uh, uh, read on the game, and people were very like this is terrible, this is terrible. And to me, in my brain, I'm going like, well, we, haven't, we haven't given up a goal yet, so uh, this is not that bad. I'm, I guess I kind of expected, away from home, a place like Portland, um, you know, two of our most key players have not played most of preseason. Uh, we're going to be bad. So, like, surviving that made me feel really good. And I, I thought, like, if they can just get, get through 20 minutes, don't do anything, you can always work your way into the game. And they did that. Um, apparently Heath listens to my, uh, my inner thoughts. Um, uh, obviously. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, but it was, it was garbage. We can talk about how garbage, I don't know if you want to, should we yeah. move to the nice things or? Yeah. I don't I like, I mean, honestly, like we just got really lucky that Portland didn't, uh, prey on any of the opportunities that we gave them. Like the entire match, actually, like Tyler Miller didn't really have to make a hard save for the entire match. They were, yeah. He had two. Um, I'm remembering two decent ones in the second. But, but they weren't. You like, did rewatch it today with your. I did with your dream journal there. I did. I rewatched it today because I was uh, home from work today. So yeah. I had a I had a two hour nap with a three month old that really yes. works out well oh, for rewatching the match. That that's like the golden age of like uh-huh. oh yeah dude I'm gonna watch so much crap. But yeah no like I mean it's like even if you look at back at like the preseason matches like Tyler Miller had some really good saves during preseason. And he wasn't forced to make any of those in this yeah. match. Like he, all of his saves are relatively routine ones that you would expect. One of the, you know, we he's at least what top five goalies in the league. So you, those are they're all saves you expect him to make, and he did. I, I thought we'll see. You know, the first five minutes, you could totally tell that it it felt like it was um, that game two of the preseason tournament where we were playing Portland again, and they were pressing us. And and we we were we were just trying to survive the pressure that they were having, specifically in the midfield and in, and on our and on our um, left back and right back, and it, it just totally felt that way all over again. And there was a point where like we were just trying to see if we can catch him with Luisa Maria on a long ball, uh, and it totally felt looked like you know we've been here before. It was deja vu. I was like, okay, well then if we're gonna if they're gonna keep on doing that, either we're gonna have to start playing quickly to the wings to relieve some of that pressure over or or, or or we bring a second forward and change information like we did yeah. in that game so uh, but um i think we got lucky that portland couldn't shoot on yeah. target uh-huh. enough to be able to do that though felipe mora looks really good he he was moving without the ball i i really enjoyed watching the the double chara uh, that was that was something really interesting to be able to, to We've see. We've got two charas. We won't. I won't tell any Portland fans that that song. It's just because I feel bad. We don't have any abaras anymore. 
But but, but but Jimmy is a, is a, is uh, although Mora with a falling down, I just got annoyed by him for after a while. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you I know it's what you down. do. Yeah. Um. So uh, let me let me go back and ask this. We knew that the starting lineup was going to be exactly that. Um. There's no surprises there. The only surprise was, um, for the Chaconistas, which is Thomas Chacon not making the bench. And, uh, and and still making the flight, right? Yeah, still making yeah. the flight because he was in the locker room post match <laughs> yeah, celebration party in, his, in, in his full jacket. winter well, gear. Wait, I Eric, think- Eric has a has a good question regarding like because he had both pictures on it. There's one where like Bridget, uh, oh yeah, posted a picture of. Um, I don't know if I printed Eric's question out, but so. like it's just like no, it's just wanted a reaction of like the first picture where Bridget posted is like where he's up on the stands and he's like you can see he's watching the game with somebody else, and then the second picture is from like from like the from like the locker room after the win and he's yes. like the awkward kid with the jacket on the back yeah, of the back the, yeah, and it's just like I was like, geez, does he really miss Miguel that much? Uh, he, I mean, there, so I have two. Two hypotheses to, to explain it. Um, the first most charitable one is uh, Heath looks at the team and he says, we're away from home. First game of the season. It's Portland. It's going to be rough. I want to go with some uh, veterans, right? And so if I want to pull someone into the wings, or I want Raheem Edwards, who can also, you know, if Gasper uh, has to go out, he can go in. And then I want uh, Marlon Hairston, who's been around the league for a little bit. Um, and so I've got my my attacking options there. And then obviously you've got your two different strike options. So he wants to go with that. The other option is he fucking hates Thomas Chacon. Yeah, or... Right? <sighs> Those are the only two things. And like, or, or Chacon maybe is like just like he's just a 19-year-old and punk kid and won't get his act straight uh, maybe maybe that's third hypothesis but maybe he keeps on taking his car and moving it around in the parking lot yeah i mean maybe he's staying up too late uh late at night uh playing playing uh um video games with fred emmings oh he's got his like little he's got his buddy <laughs> you know I, I don't know it's very it's very weird to see him uh, uh he's your he's one of your dps right now and you know, yeah. yeah, and if you need a change of pace player, that him and the young kids, you know, Edwards and, and all, then they they would make that change of pace change. But um, like, and like you said, I think he just it was just one of those things where like we're just gonna wait this out and see what we have, like because he still hasn't been able to have this starting eleven for more than you know forty five sixty minutes at a time, and so yeah, against against Portland that was a good test. I just. You could totally tell still that still early games, like we need like an extra three more preseason games before we actually are in full form. But yeah, thankfully most teams uh, uh, as well. I, I don't know when, when do we play Vancouver? Cause I really want to play them early in the season before they maybe get okay, but they are garbage. Wait, who do they play this weekend? They played uh sporting Kansas city and they were so bad. Uh, I mean, it was only three, it was three, one, uh, but they meet a, a sporting who are trying to get back on their feet, look like geniuses. Um, so second half, Minnesota United actually comes alive. And uh, the the first meaningful, I think it's 50th minute. You can always correct me on the, the times with your... It was the 50th minute. Your moleskin there. With your, <laughs> do, do you have any poetry in this as well? Um, or, no. Is that, is no, that your bullet journal? Um, 
So d- take us through the first goal then. I'll let you you use your I'm jealous of your notes. I, that's why I'm, <laughs> I only mock when I'm jealous. No, so uh so the first one was um the f- when uh Finley got a nice ball down the sideline. Uh and then Lude which I got to stop right here. Did everyone else notice the announcers kept saying Lud the entire match? It was oh. no, it was Lod. It was no, it was, I, th- I thought it was Lud, like it was Lud. Like I, Lud. I couldn't hear. Uh, the bar was too Lud. loud to, oh, to get much of. Anyways, so Lud was making a run down the middle, and um, uh, Finley sent a ball down, like basically through the defense. It was a little bit of a heavy ball in that Clark should have gotten to it, but um, I thought Lude actually made a very smart choice where then he could have just like he could have just kicked the ball straight at him, which would have gone right into the into Clark's hands. But instead, he like right when Clark was coming out, he made one small little tiny touch and just kind of flicked it off to the side. Mm. And that was just enough to have it go off of like Clark's chest as opposed to like in his hands and catching it like right midsection level. And then that produced the um, rebound that went to Molino and Molino just put it right in. Um, so I, I, when I was watching, it was if like Lude is not particularly fast. Um, if he was, and he also was not, you could tell he was not in that run going full speed. And it was kind of like, why aren't you running faster here? Um, do you think if he if he was a faster guy, he could have actually gotten to it? It might be. I mean, I think he and- wasn't running full speed because there was no defenders near him. Right. He didn't need to be running full speed. It would just need to be a better ball. Like it yeah. didn't need to be a ball. So you put that, it more on Finley. Yeah. Not like, quite getting if the it, ball yeah. wasn't as close to the eighteen yard box to give Clark a chance at it, Lude would have had so much time and could have done whatever he wanted with it. Put it and he, I mean, he could 20 feet above the net exactly. He probably would, or he probably <laughs> would, really was. He probably would have ch- chipped him, it would have gone just over the crossbar. But, like, yeah, like, but thankfully, um, yeah. he, like I said, he made a nice little flick and it was just enough so that Clark could get a handle on the ball. And he hey, Kool Aided it, that's what he did. <laughs> hey, Kool Aid, the ball flies down, and then Molino's there. And Molino, like, Molino, like, Molino is like, like again, the- just like his, his. Ability to stick with that ball and stay running at it, and then it falls it to his feet. I, I like credit Molino a lot for that. For um, the, the, I mean, all three of them I think had a, a pretty good role in it. Obviously, uh, Finley, um, but but Molino like staying with it, and then like yeah, John. Yeah, but also Molino just like found himself in the perfect place at the perfect time, just over and over again. Yeah, like even especially and then like, again later, right? Yeah, even on, on yeah. his next goal, which we can get to later, but like even on that, like even more so. I think what was interesting on, on, on this one is this where we we talked about um, how um, for some reason Portland's left and right back were pushing up high to build pressure, and so on a quick counter, all you have to worry about are the center backs. And so in, in that position, you know, you put the, the center backs into making a decision whether they contain or stay with the forward or, or, or they do whatever. And so when, when Finley took that ball up the right wing and saw the huge opening that was, that was there and just put a, put a ball on, on the spot, I credit, I credit Lude for making that run and committing to make that run. Um, but I also think, I, to me, it's mostly just Molino sticking with the play and just really just running through the ball, literally. Like, the ball hit him, and then he just toe-kicked it, and then it was able to win it. Now, sloppy goal, for sure. Oh, yeah. Totally sloppy goal. Doesn't matter. You're going to go on a counter when you're trying to hit someone on that. It doesn't matter how it goes. 
happy for Molino just because the fact that you know he's a year removed from the ACL. Yeah, and and, and usually this is the, this is the time when they start. Him and him and Finley's trying to figure out. Okay, what can I test this out on? What else can yeah. I do? Where, where where can I push a well, threshold on this? Well, so. but I mean, it was great that um, two the the two stars of this game uh, were Finley and Molino, both players who like, you know, I I was talking about Molino last year and how much he was impressing me. He's back a bit. Or we see it. Finley wasn't quite there. Both of them were back. Great for this. Finley, I thought, you know. Um, my my tweet recap. It was that he maybe doesn't have the speed, but he has the engine. Because ninety in 90th minute, he was still running at the ball. I think someone would disagree with you. On yeah, the his thing. dad retweeted me and said that he definitely has the speed. <laughs> Sorry, Brent. Wait, you can, did, did, that, did that really happen? Yeah, yeah Brent, I must have missed that. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Mr. Finley, you can show up at my bar and play piano anytime and tell me how I'm wrong. That's that's how this works, buddy. Don't don't at me on Twitter. Um, all parents must uh, actually show up to uh, to the bar, right? Um, and, and buy something first. <laughs> so, yep, yep. Um, so, um, what do we got? Uh, so, both, yeah. So Finley and Molino both impressed me. Um, we can go through the other goals, or do you just want to talk about the other players? Um, Opara do, gave do you up the go PK. With your rank? Did Did you do rankings this this week of your players? I didn't really. I mean, I can talk to you about. Who, I mean, I, who was good and bad? I can do it. Did you do? Go for it. Yeah, I've, I've got I like it. To hear I've that. got it in my brain. I would say um, the obvious stars for the game, uh, the obvious ones that we'll talk about. We just talked about Molino. We just talked about Finley. Right. Finley, who bo- and they both made the um, MLS. Uh, yeah, t- top team, of the, team yeah. of the week. Yeah, and so, so um, Finley created all three goals, um, and uh, and then Amaria, I think. Um, you know, he scored his goal. Uh, well, let's talk about that goal, I guess. That is another breakdown the the right. Um, uh, Finley is running with it and then sends a superb cross. It's hard to tell if the cross is better or if Amaria's run where he runs and the defender's on him. and The defender does not have his eyes on Amaria. No, like, well, he sees Amaria, but then Amaria like, makes a fake to mm-hmm. the near post and the defender kind of follows that route and then he just like cuts to the far post yeah but he does i, I would say like he absolutely i loved emory's move there but he didn't it didn't even feel like it was that it was no, keanu reeves acting yeah right? it was it was because <laughs> mabiala doesn't even follow him for as close as the, the near post. it was just like he, he yeah. moved a little bit and then but it was perfect he found the space the cross was perfect and it was just this seems yeah, right. and it and it and it was because again, again, we'll point it out again. For some reason, they were pressing so high that, yeah. it, that there was so much room for it, yeah. and so Finley had the option to either dribble into the box, right, and 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 make and make the defender and it's because the center back commit to him, or keep on going, keep on going wide and make them commit outward. And when he did that, he totally knew that there was going to be an opening back there. And so he just chipped. That was beautiful chip. Beautiful chip. Yeah. The question is, right? I think one of the questions that we had was like, um, does Angelo who like does does Angelo make that header in? Oh yeah. Um I don't know if I printed that up one out, but yeah, someone asked, um oh yeah, Dan Wade said, Would Angelo have finished the the chance that Maria did? And no. No. The the, no. the thing is no, but no. also like he would have made a different run. First of all, he would have been thirty yards back <laughs> because he's slow. But he but Angelo was not 
um, pull back to the far post, try to head it in. He would have gone to the near post and get try to get a butt hair on it and get uh, get that in. So yeah, no, like I think I said, it's just I, I, like during the match. I said like on a tweet, it's like that uh, header by Amaria was better than every header that Angela Rodriguez has ever tried to attempt yeah. for Minnesota during his time in Minnesota United. No, it was a it was a beautifully well placed header. It was. Powerful and it was and it was head straight down to at the goal. So like the goalie had to go ahead and try to either stop it or reach over reach yeah. over it. And so that, that that's exactly what you want. What you want to do with a header? You want to either hit it down low, make for the bounce, or just totally just kill it. And I think that was one of the things that made this even better. Is like before previous years we had glimpses of what a counter attack might look like, right? But now we come to see more and more through the preseason now that that it's something that's workable specifically when people are making runs to the second post yeah and this game was full of uh amaria making runs to the second post in the first head even lude made a run to to a post that he was close on and i think uh don't know whether it's it's, it's what's going on at practice or training but the fact that we're making more runs uh to the second post or to the to the open post well, what is, I, is one of those things that we see more and more, at least for this first game in preseason. What I liked about Lude, what you're referring to, is the the chance where we had where um, it was Greg who sends in a cross to Emeria, and like any normal team would have headed it away, but literally the two Portland defenders duck. I don't know if Emeria <laughs> was just like I got it or something like that, like, just like, they, but they seem to like just duck. And then Emeria gets the ball, and he and then Lude crashes the box. Bit unlucky, but also a fantastic save from Steve Clark. Um, uh, and that was a great, a great chance. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Like the movement, movement there of like those bodies getting into the box. I think we're always going to need more killers than our main striker. Unless Emeria really is going to be a twenty-five goal scorer, but um, twenty-four to go, right? No, uh, Jim Oliver really wants me to uh, to start spray painting on the side where the lick my balls was last winter, uh, on the side of the the bar to start spray painting, and I've been like trying to figure out if I can talk to him. Yeah. I mean, he's on pace for thirty-four right now, so we're good. Yeah, we're good. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're over the over, right? So. Uh, the other things about Emeria that I like to talk about the the three obvious ones, and you guys can jump in with Molino, Finley, or Emeria, um, is that he uh, was simultaneously up in the box to score, but also pulling back to be part of the passes to, to in midfield when when we needed relief, um, or just to 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 keep the ball moving. So um, what I, that just. That was great. He had a great uh, back heel, I think, at one point where it was just like it was. It's nice to see a player jump in there. It doesn't seem like he's going to have that much of a betting in period, which is very unusual for any um, striker outside the league. And I, I yeah, I'm, I'm I've now moved my expect. You know, I started with extremely skeptical, then cautiously optimistic. I think by last week, uh, I was like optimistic, and now I'm like. I'm uh, I'm ready to ride the Emeria train. Yeah, I think they're good. I mean, the I mean, the only sugar time ride. he didn't look good when he missed like Sid Marpon as a corner kick, just kind of landed at, on him, and he had to put a foot on it, just put it wide. And we had like the entire goal was wide oh, open. Oh, that's right. Fuck him. He's the worst. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, but like, like as far as like knowing how nobody on our team could finish a single goal, like anything towards the end of the season, the fact that yeah. like one. 
opportunity that was missed sticks out. Yeah. Really says a lot yeah, about yeah. how good he's doing. Yeah. I also thought also too, like when he was on the ball, like he was not an easy person to take take the ball away from. Like he used his body well and he shielded the ball well. There's times where he was dribbling with the ball looking for someone and then he was just bodying people left and right. So it was it was nice to see. But I really like Gregor's services. Yeah, so now now let's talk about the two um unheralded good points. Uh um it's a game where I didn't think about Ozzy much at all. And I didn't I thought a bit more about Gregush because then especially once I went back and was like, oh that that play started with Gregush getting the ball and putting it forward. Um but anytime you have a, a game where you're on the counter and where a player like Finley or Amaria can feel free to make these runs forward, you obviously have someone doing some like uh you know off camera work type stuff. And I thought going back and looking at the the their defensive maps and stuff like that. Both Gregush and Alonzo had surprisingly good games, you know. Um, so, uh, and Alonzo had some really, really key defensive plays. Like I remember, it was towards the end of the match where he had like a sliding oh, yeah, uh, play yeah. on the left on the uh, I think it was left side. He kind of gave up the ball, or he was earlier yeah. involved with it, and then gets back there. Right, and it just like, had yeah. a beautiful tackle, like a totally clean, beautiful tackle that yeah. saved a definite goal, like scoring yeah. opportunity. And he had he had actually had a couple of those where he came back, or even like uh, there were a couple like when he would just like when you had to foul, yeah. he was smart about it. I mean, Grant, he got the yellow card. Yeah, but but well, that's just because he and like Gregush were like double dragoning the the um, Chara brothers, and they I, they were both just like stomping on them and mm-hmm. kicking the shit out. And it was like, <laughs> all right, well, Ozzy, they saw your shiv, Ozzy, so you got to take a yellow. Yeah, I mean, Oz, you you could totally tell Ozzy hasn't got much playing time. There were there were moments where he was passing the ball crispy, and there were moments where he would pass the ball back to nobody, right? And then he had to run back and, and try to help out on defense. So so the more the more reps he gets, hopefully the, the better. Um, I thought Gregush's services were really, really well, um, specifically on the corners and some of those free kicks. It like, like you know, we were just like a head or two away, be able to get something on. But like, um, but I think you know, it was, it was it was good to see. I like to see Gregush take more shots, but um, oh, and, oh man, I was almost, I was so ready to be so excited about his uh, the free kick that he took, where he just. He saw that the wall was only about two was two guys, and he just pounded the shit out of it and put it just wide. I was like, "Oh, that could have been one of the most amazing goals ever." It was like it was off by about four feet. It was could have been beautiful. I I love that he just saw that. He's like, "Oh, those two guys in the wall, one they should have at least three, yeah. and two, this guy's not paying attention. He's gonna turn as soon as I kick it, and he did. And like it was it was genius. I can break his face. Uh huh." Um. Uh, this pisco really is good. I know, right? We've we've now switched from what was the homebrew we were on? Oh, that was um, Wilhelmina and Daddy's soccer ball Belgian blonde. You let her name it. Uh-huh. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now we switch to the 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 acolado. Acolado, yeah. Acolado, yeah. Is um is this is the one that I remember you bringing in uh, me being impressed. Um. Okay. Any other? So now let's go through the back line. Um, we well, talked you, you about. You forgot Ma- about somebody. Load. Mm-hmm. Um, again, 
I'm going to say this. Actually, here's my question about it. Because I did talk, we obviously have brought up load already. And like literally all of our questions, I just, I didn't bring up, I didn't print out the Chacon and Lude questions because it's just like, well, we're going to talk about these anyway. Um, obviously, Lude had that great run in the box, should have had a goal maybe. Um, uh, and I, I, as I think about like Ozzy and Grey Goosh and like, oh, well, maybe there's some stuff there I was not seeing. I'm, I like totally ready to, have people show me things that Lude is doing that maybe as a lover of Miguel, I would be like, you guys are not seeing this about me, what Miguel brings to the game. And maybe I'm not seeing that about Lude. I'm ready for Lude to prove me wrong. Just like I'm happy that Amaria has now made me a, a, a Amarista or whatever we want to call it. Um, uh, Amarista? Amarista? Amarista. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amarista, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with we'll that. We'll go with that. Um, uh, so did, did you, what did you see about Lud? Am I, am uh, I go for missing it, something? He's being played out of position. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Wait, like if Isn't you look at the point where you go, you're so predictable. We should just, hold on. Let me just copy and paste this part of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> no. So I, all right. Cause he did switch into the middle at points. He did. And he looked good. Like, so, and we talked about this before is Lud is really good on, the sh- small short passes, like the interplay between players, and you saw that a bunch. He's not a guy who's going to be like super fast. He's not a Finley who's going to just break down the sideline and put across it because that's not his game plan. And he's being put in a position where he's being asked to do that. I mean, basically, he's my prediction for Lude this year is, is sad because it's going to be Miguel Abara two where Heath is going to misplay him out on the left, try to force him to play a way that's not like to like his nature, and eventually he's going to get sick of having him try out there, and he's going to put in Chacon, and then all of a sudden, dude's going to be done, and then this time instead of like Miguel Abar's you know salary of three hundred thousand, dude's making a million, so it's going to be three times worse of misplaying him than it was before. And like, even like, especially like, I made a like even like, uh, when Dotson came in, uh, Dotson was out on the, um, left corner with Lude in like, uh, it's like 80th, you know, 80th, 90th minute, whatever, sometime in that period. And they had some really good interplay and Lude totally like set Dotson up and got him on the ball where he was kind of running into the 18 yard box. And all he had to do was Greg Goose was on top of the box, just had to set it back to him. And he was like right there, and Dotson just like sent it past him and went all the way back to midfield again and just like ruined it. But like that interplay between the two was really good. And that's definitely kind of highlights where his skill set is and where his like he's can be most utilized. And he's not being utilized like that, which is really, really disappointing. I, I think the thing with mostly is just that um you know, like people people will you know, people on the on the on the interwebs are always down on, on on Lude for the aspect of he doesn't seem to fit the offense, and I think I don't hate him as a person because he's I don't think he's done that like specifically anything. Love that, the sin or hate the sin? Yes, I think it's it's mostly I just don't like the fact that he's getting put in a position where he can't succeed, right? Like he's able to make those connecting passes, he's able to do the things that we know Miguel is able to do, but he was being given a leash. That's that's lasted well into what six seven games last season and like one game into this season to be able to show improvement. So like my question is not 
what he can do. We know what he can do. We've seen it, right? He can connect the passes. He's not the fastest, so he deserves to be somewhere in the middle of the field where he doesn't have to make, you know, a sixty-yard sixty-yard run or a forty-yard run. But he can, but he can try to place the ball over when he starts that. But he he's not going to be part of the offense that creates that run. But he can he he can be able to be able to be the person that connects it. But the question is. How uh, what what is he doing in training that makes him earn a starting spot over someone who we already seen had those attributes? My question is not what Lud can do for you, but what you can do for Lud. Um, uh, I, I I mean I think that he is like you can see when he touches the ball he's he's very good on the ball. Obviously a talented player. The question we will come back to. Literally this entire season, I we I figured this out three episodes ago. It's going to be don't ask that Thomas Chacon, uh why Robin Lude, and uh, I thought Anne Maria was going to be a bigger question. Maybe you know, maybe we have a false dawn here or something like that. But those we are going to talk about Chacon and Lude this whole time, and for good reason. I just want to remind everyone. Chacon is a young DP. Lude is the highest paid player on the team. We like, of course, we're going to talk about this. So, anyway, no, and I think it also comes down to a lack of team identity. In that, are we going to be a counterattacking team or are we going to be a possession team? Because if we're going to be a counterattacking team, then we should be a counterattacking team, and we should have like guys like we should have a Finley on the right and the left side. We shouldn't have. This hybrid where like Lude would be great if we were a possession team of like maintaining control and working the play around and and making those small passes, he'd be perfect for that. But right now we're not a possession team. So let me let me go to this question and then we'll cut and we'll go to a, a series of questions. Because um, uh, Dan Traft says um, we look great on the counter. Can we do do it with sustained pressure against sides who don't overextend themselves like Portland did? Um, and I guess I would I would say this. We were away from home, playing on the counter is easy. We're going to come home and we're going to play the Colorado Rapids. We're going to play um, Nashville. We're going to play teams that are not there to like create stuff and not there to prove to their fans there that they're the top dogs. Um, and so, what are we getting? Are we always going to be a counterattacking team? Uh, we certainly there are teams that do that. I mean, Portland mainly does that. Um, we kind of force them into it, um, and so uh, I don't know. What do you What do you think? How do How do we do this? Do we need a Reynoso or something like that? I think we do. I've, every time that we've ever tried to be a possession team, we have failed. We I I, I fail. It's probably but we've never much. really embraced the counter. I mean, last and. I mean, we uh, kind of did like we, there was last season, like LAFC when we yeah. were bunkering yeah, yeah, with yeah. like a three five two. We totally embraced the, right, the, the never, game never plan. Home. Yeah, yeah, that was That's, the game plan. Yeah, from not the get-go. A, not, a, not the identity and and the team. You know, we like last year we set out and we were like, what if you have, uh, you know, the double Barra, you've got uh, Finley, you've got Molino. That is a counterattacking force there, um, and it didn't. You know, it didn't happen because because Angelo was not a counterattacking striker. With Amaria, you do have someone who can maybe do that. So I, I'm I'm willing to spend this entire season having the same dumb 
uh, belief that we can be a counterattacking team and then have it only only really show up, you know, eight games a year. Right. Like I only really see us being a possession team when we're when we it's late in a match and we have a lead. Like that's when I could see us like what we did, where we bring yeah. in um Schoenfeld. Yeah, I want God, Jerry has ruined the big celery name for me. Like oh. seriously, I can't even say because he, he called Big big broccoli. Yeah. No, no, no. Because of his, because he actually told me the origin. Oh, oh of yeah, it. yeah, yeah. The origin story. Yeah. Does he go to doing the doing the yeah the, the hard hobby. questions of? Uh, he's a big dick, guys. Yeah. Everyone, he's just uh, apparently well endowed. So, so <laughs> wait, what were we talking about? Anton Log. Yes. Uh, yeah. No. So like, I don't know. I don't. I don't see us being unless we have some playmakers that can actually control the ball. I don't like not not any knocks on Molino like, no. but again he's much more of like a playmaker on the counter like he's quick he can put him he's he's great with a through ball like if uh, he, especially Gregush, like, Gregush is a you know a little bit more of that I mean, but I just don't think we yeah. have the uh, attacking guy who has a sense of you know sure I, like whether or not you're gonna put like you're gonna press and do and put a through ball in that's gonna go. You know, out wide and then cut right. it back in, or whether or not you're just going to maintain control, work it around, and kind of create some like small ball in the middle. If that's going to be your thing, more so, like we don't have that right now. Like I don't think Molino's that guy. He's like I, like you said, he's great on the counterattack, but I don't think he is a possession number ten. Yeah, I think I think it'll. It, I think it plays into also the formation that we're playing in as well too. Like if you if with with the formation that we're currently playing in, we have to have three in the midfield who are the creative forces, right? So you have to have speed on that, and you have to be able to do something like that, which works. If you want to be a possession team, if you add one more, if you, st- you play like a four four two, then you have the liberty to be able to um, have more people in the midfield that, that can be the possession possession type of of, of of player. Like if you wanted to put Lude in there to be able to, and, and with the with the mix of like Gregush and, and Alonso to be able to possess the ball and kind of slow down what's going on in the midfield. If you're trying to slow him down. Then, I, then, then, then you have you know your your, your runnings, your your running midfielders and your wingers, and then you have two 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 strikers up top that can at least be able to create part of that offense. I think that's the situation where we become a possession team, but I don't think in the current structure that we have in our formation, we're not set up for that because we're set up we're set up to be try to attack uh, and have uh, Gregush and our Alonso kind of slow down whatever transition we have, and then have. And then hope that Mentonier and Ike, Ike um, you know, are able to to step in and be aggressive. Um, you know, like Ike was aggressive. Ike was aggressive this game. You could totally tell he was coming up. He was rusty as fuck. Though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he but was. He, that's, that, that's why I think <laughs> he, he was, did not that's why look I think like. He was like I thought he was very unlucky with the PK. He happened to move. The player moved in a way that I think was very unpredictable. Yeah, Felipe, 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 Felipe and, played that well. And it, like, but and they just touched legs and then he fell over. Like it wasn't I, like it was a PK. I, I don't know. It was uh, like if you saw like look, when there was the, a foul in the box. When it's the, a PK. When their legs like hit. When their like, legs meet. No, the, no, like when when they when the collision <laughs> occurred, like Ice Ice leg was completely like his knee was locked in. There's no like he, he was in a position where like. He couldn't have taken him out hard. I know, but like, every day of the but, week, but, it's a PK. I, no, yeah, I mean, I love Ike, I do, but that was on him. You know, he 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 yeah. committed a foul inside the box, right? Felipe Mora, he was already grabbing him. They were grabbing each other. It was already visible at yeah. that point. Like if if he wasn't going to hit him down, he was going to push him down. Yeah, 
So it was either something was going to happen regardless. So I think just overall, you know, Ike Ike was being aggressive, which I'm okay with. You know, he's rusty, which I totally understand. But if we are going to to do that, then we 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 got to make sure that we keep it outside of the box. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. We will come back, and it is question time. <laughs> Finish your beer. Otherwise, we're going to drink all your Pisco. You can do the Pisco straight from the bottle. Back on the 551 podcast reminder pentomes.com. Want to do a drum beat? Oh, God, no. Oh. No, like a, a beep. Oh, beep I, no, I don't beep. You're back. All right. I'll do it this time. Pentomes.com. There we go. Pensomes.com. Gonna want their money back. <laughs> that motherfucker. All right. So you All guys right. are basically saying uh, whole country's going to shit. So interest rates are going down. You better call this guy. Also, listen to this shitty thing. <laughs> All right. Um, Craig, Freeman. Craig Freeman says, which Finley assist was more impressive? Uh, we did not talk about the third goal, so let's talk the about The third this. goal was the most impressive. This is a... Um, what? No. A long ball to Emeria, so I'm forgetting who, who did it. Maybe you've got your notes, but uh, what uh, I have is long ball to Emeria, who puts it down... It's a header. That's a header For goal. Finley, um, and f- yeah, so he... No, 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 it's way better than that. Yeah, do your story. Yeah. So it's... Uh, Paint so us a picture. Miller yeah. has that ball. It's in his hands. Yeah. He kicks it all the way down. Somehow it bounces and then lands right before the 18-yard box. Goes to Amaria, who heads it. Um, after he heads it, it goes over to Molino, who goes to take a swipe at it. It just goes off his knee randomly. And then it goes over to Finley, who does like an over-the-back. Finley is now surrounded by 17 by s- Portland players. Right. And, and somehow <laughs> They're lands, all like, hey, he's got the ball. And somehow it lands right at his foot, where he just like kicks it over his head. His sombreros, I believe, is what we would call this. Right, and then it lands. It's more like the white man's sombrero. And then the best is <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, um, there uh, was no finesse without sombrero. Yeah, it was I just mean, like, it was, I'm going to stick my leg straight out, and hopefully it'll hit my toe. It was like a... It was like a, a uh, a, a Roseville uh, Don Pablo's uh, um, sombrero that you get on your birthday when you get like the uh, bottomless. You know, Don Pablo's closed like twelve years. I ago, know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the last time I was in Roseville, buddy. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so anyway, then, so it goes to Finley who does that, and then. The, but the best part was actually that Chara uh, Diego, and now you have to specify. Diego Chara was actually like skinny Chara. Was um, Jimmy has been has been eating some. He's been hanging out in the Gold's Gym. Pork cutlets. He's still pretty quick though. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so like uh, Diego Chara was actually the one that was supposed to be marking Molino. So like again, like the header from Amaria goes to Molino, randomly goes off of his knee, and then Chara just completely like backs off and like kind of goes and drifts towards the top of the eighteen. While Molino just like kind of drifts towards um, like the far post, and that's when Finley does like this like kick over the 
over his head and just happens to land right on like Molino's foot that he takes out of, like one time out yeah, of the he's air. Wide open. Wide open because Char is like 15 feet away by now. Yeah. And he's trying to get the pork cutlets that exactly. his brother's been eating. He's like, like, oh shit. It's like, yeah, you gotta get them before Jimmy you get gets the good them? stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then like he just takes it like takes it out of the air one time and it was a beautiful take and puts it straight in the back of the neck. It was a fluke goal if I've ever seen one. It was uh, definitely the uglier assist, but it was kind of like it was kind of slow. I mean, so the it's, whole it's game. The first one or this, or this one? This is what they're saying. I go with yeah. the first one. Well, I mean, you could technically say that he sort of had the assist. The, the, he had. He was a part. Yeah. He created all. He three was the goals. co-assist. I will say. Um, I'll give him the 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 better one was the first. That's right. The, it was Emory a be- goal. Right. He had That's a beautiful cross on that yeah. one. Um, this one was was sloppier. Like the first goal, the Molino, the other Molino goal. Both of them were just like. High school making out under the bleachers sloppy. Uh-huh. Like just just no grace to it at all. Right, but but, but uh, you're lucky to be there. <laughs> you're happy to be there. Uh, <laughs> you're just happy to be there yeah. kind of thing. Life is it, great because yeah, it just yeah. happens. And it's just I don't know if it's just because we've played in this field before uh recently, but that totally reminded you of the of the Chacon goal that he had against where the ball, like, well, Aaron shot the ball, ricocheted, and it just landed right in his lap, and he just was able to finesse it in there. And then, I mean, to credit to Molino, that that volley, the half volley that he had was, you know, it was, was great. It was great. So, all right, Steve Lilly, a good win over the Timbers. How does this stack up Heath's favor, especially, specifically, as many of us thought, Gio Savarisi was a shoe in for our manager. Well, I why will did say, Gio shave? That's my question. Yeah, Gio shaved the beard, which is just a total mistake. Um, but Wait, uh, I'm going with this right now. Go. Gio got Portland to the MLS Cup Finals his first year. Shut that down right now. There we go. Uh, I will say uh, Gio and Mark Dos Santos are two of the players, two of the coaches that I, I've talked up over the last few years. Mark, not looking so great. But although, like Vancouver, just such a shit show that it's kind of like. You could be whatever coach right. of Chicago. Did you, did, you, did, you, did you read the article I tweeted at you? No, oh, no. I sent that to you about uh, him not, not picking a captain, right? And like, oh, people yeah. were asking him about picking a captain. He's like, why do I don't want to pick captain? We all play together. Yeah, that's, that's nonsense. That's Instagram kind of stuff. I was like, wow, you don't want to pick a captain. Mark, okay. Mark, Mark. Every t- literally every time I see him, I can't stop thinking about his. So the way he dresses is like, you know, speed dealer in brooklyn at a club and i I once tweeted that and then his agent uh um sent that to mark who's not on twitter and mark apparently thought it was very funny uh but he looks like a speed dealer he looks like a a second rate speed dealer in like all right yeah anyway no but the shit show of vancouver like yeah they're gonna be the team where if they fire him they're bringing in Maradona and a throne, and that's going to be their next. Oh that's going to be their next. That is the greatest uh, thing ever. That's their next head coach. That's I would just, love that. Every Boca game that he goes to, he gets a freaking throne on the field. Like, <laughs> I literally. would love that. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I mean, we've always said Heath, prove us wrong, make us look dumb, make us say shh. Um, Steve Nelson says over under thirty five degrees for the home opener. Follow up are long under. Is long underwear cooler than snow pants? I mean, it looks like it's... Oh, that's, 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 that's a double question. I mean, I'll, I'll, the easy yeah. one is... Over 30, It looks over like 35. it's going to be like 50 Oh, yeah, it's like, like 50 or 60 this yeah. weekend, so it'll be fine. And, um, and that should last the next weekend. Uh, um, and so, but the question, the real Which really question. means, for all of us Minnesotans, 
Pack your sunscreen. But you're you're like Long John's. I'm not a native Minnesotan. So like it, like you answered the question for me, Mark. Um uh, Long John's snow pants. Ooh. Long John's are definitely much more appropriate because uh you still have the jeans on the on the outside. outside. That's, I mean, this so is, that so yeah. like you have the warmth, but you don't let anyone know you have the warmth. There's yeah. like a secret warmth. Yeah. So you just feel like a Minnesotan who can handle the cold. And yeah. Just be like, nope, I'm just wearing jeans. This they're is like, like Spanx, but for like yeah. weather. And exactly. Not for like this is just what they're we like, do. They're, they're like yoga pants, but yeah. like warmer. I didn't have a pair of long johns until like last year. I, I um. And my problem is like I'm kind of a little bit of a skinny jean guy, and so I don't skinny. I have to, I've got like two pairs of jeans that I like. They're my special, like, oh, it's cold outside. I need some long johns. I have a pair of long johns strictly for the winter beer dabbler. <laughs> wow. Are they yeah. signed by Joe Walton, formerly of the I Andrew really Robert. should have them <laughs> signed my underwear. Yeah. Um, so um, it's very funny. I had uh, our, our friend, a mutual friend, Joe Walton, who used to be the editor of Growler, now owns uh, one fermentary in uh, Minneapolis, in, which is very awesome. You should go um, there. there. Food's great. But he was there with uh, my beer rep. Uh, who, who does uh, one of the one of the distributors, and the distributor had never like been there during a soccer game, and he's like, I don't know what to do, and he's a great dude, total bro. He's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, just either yell angrily or yell happily, and then you're good. Like, just be like, oh, that sucks, or yeah, that's the greatest. And anyway, by the end of it, um, the three the, there was uh, another woman with them, uh, and, and the three of them were like, look. Do you know that Amaria looks like Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray? I was like, <laughs> like, oh, thought, we, we are they aware. They made. They were like. They had come up with this, and I was like, I'm. I'm sorry to tell you that I came up with that a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, we've we've been. This has been. Uh, this has been tweeted. This is anyway, mine. Um, so Tony Oberstar says of the bench players from last night's Sons Dotson, whom do you think? Man, Sans and whom? Tony, chill. Chill with your tweets here. Who do you think uh, makes the biggest impact on the squad this season and why? Of the bench players. So that that would be, you know, you had Aha, you had... Uh, um, Edwards. No. Edwards. Uh, Jacory, right? It was Jacory Hayes. Yeah, I assume. Uh-huh. And then um, uh, F- Toy, Schoenfeld, and Hairston. Yeah, and... Oh, and... Um, Dane St. Clair. Yeah, and Dane St. Clair, who was yeah. brought back because apparently Gray, Greg Ron, Ron Jensen yeah, was, was doing some paperwork green right stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. and also, the USL season doesn't start for another month, so it's like recalling him now yeah. is just hopefully re- removing him from a weekend of playing video games yeah, down in Dallas. Keep bringing or back San Antonio, wherever yeah. he is. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, I don't, I still don't see Harris. I mean, we didn't see him much in preseason, which is why it was weird to see Chacon lost for Hairston, but I digress. Um, but back to your theory about the MLS experience, a tough place to play, right? Throw Heath the bone. You know, know what? F that. Free check yeah. on. Free check on. Yeah, yeah. When I did the um, the video I going around that, the, yeah, stadium, uh, stadium. Or the, the stadium, the the bar during uh, Wonderwall, there were like two guys who I, I didn't know them, but they like they just like looked at the camera and they're like, Free Chacon. And then afterwards I saw him. I was like, I love you guys. You guys are my people. Yeah. We should make a scarf. Yeah. We should totally. Yeah. Free I've, got, I've got like two or three scarves already. I'm trying to work through. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, no. Free Chacon. So uh, do, do we didn't answer the question though. I mean, is it, 
I mean, I think uh, Edwards. Edwards. I think Edward has has the. He's not only fast, but he's shown that he can he can make those runs to the second post. And see, I'm not. I see him. Sh- I'm seeing him picking up and and, and making that. Um, I think Edwards is gonna. Goals. He's gonna pull the same fate as Lude and uh, Miguel Barra. Only on the opposite side, because like he's only, <laughs> he's only been played on the. He played his entire career on the left. He played, uh, you know, left wing back, or he's played in left wing. And the only time that we see him, granted, he scored two goals during preseason, yeah. but he was playing on the right. I was like, is this just? Is like, he's ego just Standing so big. Man, he's man, like, man, I man. know you've played your entire career in one position, but you, I but have an idea. Me, let me whisper to you. Uh, uh-huh. but, but I think, but he, he's fast, right? He's got that. I'm, that's something that Lou does not can't. Luke cannot make no. those second pose runs that he no. can. And the nice thing about those guys is that um, guys, they're guys. all they're all really young. Like, I mean, Edwards is he feels like he's been in the league forever, but he's only like what twenty four, twenty five around there, something like Maybe yeah, twenty six, yeah. So like, yeah, I, I think Schoenfeld is also going to play a role. Oh, um, I don't. Think I, he I really is. liked how when he came in, like you know, his role was like waste time. So yeah, he just he take the ball. He take yep. the ball away to the corner. Right, and like, like he's like three feet taller than anybody else, and it's trying to just like if his role is to like be a hold up player that kills off games. That's fine. I don't see him scoring much though. I will, he will have four goals this year. Ooh. Mark it down. Mark it down. Ball prediction. Uh, so uh, this I like this question a lot. So we're gonna finish on it. Chad Sapita says, after one week in the books, what are your revised end of the season standings predictions? I brought mine out because I Whoa. think you guys just cribbed mine anyway. So I had Seattle, LAFC, LA Galaxy, and then Real Salt Lake were not really in fourth because I just decided that I don't know where they go. And then FC Dallas, uh, Minnesota, San Jose, Portland, SKC, Houston, etc. I have... Um, the two biggest changes for me, and I, I immediately regretted this, is I don't think Nashville are terrible. I just think they're in the same category as Vancouver where they have a very low floor and a medium ceiling. Um, both of them could finish ninth. I don't see either of them finishing eighth or above. Okay. You know? um, but I do think Nashville, I, do, I, I feel like, Calling them terrible is bad because I think that they've actually set up their team well. I think they've got a good defense. They've got a good midfield. You know, you sign a couple players and you could be okay. So that's my first thing. Vancouver are going to be fucking trash. They, they're bad. Um, and then the other thing is I think SKC are going to be better than I thought. So that I will put them from ninth. I will put them... In solid fifth, sixth, uh, a playoff or you know, solid playoff spot in fifth or sixth. You know who looked really good? Who? The young kids in Dallas. Yeah. Okay. They they beat Philly two nothing, and I don't know. If, yeah. I I only watched part of that. I I put but, them in fourth. Okay. And so do you, did you have a big change? Uh, Dallas. I had so, them in six. Yeah. I put and them I, in four, and then okay. I think, um, um, Minnesota. I put them in fifth. I still think Seattle is going to overtake. LAFC, um, just because I don't know Jordan Morris has been playing lights out, and he's another he's another uh, comeback player from an ACL. Yeah, he's good at the soccer too, and he's good, and he's you know he's he's got the he's got the lewd body, but he's actually fast and able to be able to make those I, I, runs. I saw a Seattle uh, a Seattle fan make this observation, which 
many times before, but he runs like Miguel. He's got the same like shoulders, like no neck, just like the shoulders and then head and like and just um and and they they are very similar. Although like Jordan Morris definitely like much better at Well, he just he's got an eye for goal, and Miguel is he's he'll get some. I think Miguel gets five goals this year. Yeah, no, I think. I pretty much agree with everything. Like uh, Minnesota is probably going to be sixth or seventh. I th- if we could sign uh, a number ten, we just beat Portland on the road. We're not going to finish second or third. No. Okay. Let's check. Like like we beat a bubble team on the road, which is fine. Like they, Portland probably won't make the playoffs. They might, uh, and we beat them on the road. That's yeah. good. If you if you were a playoff team. Those are the teams you want to beat on the road because they're going to be below you in the standings. Yeah. Uh, do we have the team to compete with the LAFCs, the Seattles, or the LA Galaxies? I think Galaxy are going to be bad, but yes. Yes. The yes. General, general sentiment is, can we push against those? Or when we go to when we go and play an NYCFC, which, which we, we don't. This don't. Year, but when we go play a... Yeah, and what again, team's good. Is that right? Oh, here's the thing: like our our like we might be the third best team in well, the league. Thing is, like, know. you know how we had like the easiest schedule of any team in the yeah. league. Um, Joseph's hardest team, the 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 best team that we were going to have to play on the East Coast on, on um, from the Eastern Conference out of the top four last year is Orlando or was Atlanta, and we're playing them at home, and now we're playing them at home without Joseph Martinez. Because we're not playing either of the New York teams? But we're playing the Red Bulls, though. No, we're, we're playing, playing Red Bulls. No, but we're not playing Philadelphia. We're not oh, playing yeah, yeah. Toronto, Toronto, and, and we're not NYC. playing NYSC. You're right, and Red Bulls weren't up there. And now with Atlanta having that injury, like our schedule is looking really good. We're winning Supporter Shield. We are number one right now. We're, we're sitting top, pretty. top of it. Yeah. Um, all right, this weekend... Who do we have? San Jose away. We have uh, peace seven, this weekend. Seven o'clock. Uh, um, and then uh, there's obviously a drag show. So um, come to the bar. Wait, is it actually at seven or is it? No, uh, this like, was a it was a national um, game this oh, weekend. That's why it was done that way. I was um, so thankful of like the pre seven o'clock start for a West Coast game yesterday that I could actually get to bed by nine and be old. Yeah, this one's on Fox Sports North ESPN Plus, so it's it's not. Um, not a national game. Uh, we didn't talk about San Jose, obviously, because who, who the fuck cares? But um, uh, before that, <laughs> you've got Toronto. Dude, that goal was great, though. Toronto. Well, like the whole afternoon, you've got um, basically uh, um, DC and Inter at 2.30, uh, Toronto, NYCFC at 4, Atlanta, Cincinnati at 6, and then you've got uh, um, Minnesota, San Jose at 7, and then top it off with Seattle, uh, Columbus. Um, we'll have the. Is that this weekend? We'll have the back bar open all night um, because I think the Blackhawks are having a bash that night, and then they're gonna come hang out afterwards. So we'll just have soccer we going on the back. So please come hang out. It was great to see people, uh, and it's great to see you guys do this podcast. Any other final notes? Uh, Pisco watch. Free check on. And free check on. All right, thanks, guys. Free check on. <laughs> <laughs>